Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. What's up? We're back. This is episode six. I'm already lost count. We've, yes. already, we've already recorded a couple episodes, so gotta keep track. Episode six. What have you been up to, JC? Let us know. Let us know. Not much, man. I've been uh, I've been on the shelf from from Ballin, uh for the past couple of weeks just because I've been working on that that little butt injury I mentioned a few <laughs> weeks back. So <laughs> after a long uh, a long hiatus, I'm back. I was back on the court today, man. And I went hard, bro. Wait, wait. What What did you do? What did you do to? you know get rid of the um, butt injury I've, I've just not been playing basically just getting some rest and then i've been trying to do oh. a little bit of stretching and then uh using foam rolling and and whatnot just to kind of get it warmed up and whatnot but uh like what i was saying dude i went hard today i played twice today um in the morning i just kind of wanted to get into rhythm um and i played maybe like four runs at my my regular my regular run and then right after that, I had a scrimmage with my uh, my league squad in the afternoon. So I think I would I did like maybe at least three hours of hoops after a two week hiatus. So I'm hurting right now. I'm hurting big hey, time. You're not man. you're not twenty anymore, dude. <laughs> I know, man. I know. But I'm 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 putting in a lot of work to make sure that I'm uh I'm good to go. I mean, a lot of uh, stretching beforehand, and then a lot of. Uh, post-game sort of foam rolling massage uh massage devices uh freaking i've been using this this product called biofreeze i don't know if you've heard of biofreeze before um it's it's like a you know it's like icy hot or like bengay but it's um it's a really good product that uh my massage therapist told me about and then um so i started using it so furiously dude i put that all over my (laughs) knees freaking elbow and and you know I've been working on like my 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 butt uh, injury, but yeah. it actually is like a hamstring glute injury. So I've been fearlessly lathering that on like my my lower <laughs> body. And real talk, man, like I kind of got overzealous, and I kind of <laughs> I'm I accidentally kind of got some of the the product on onto my sensitive parts <laughs> down there. And dude, that is a bad idea. You do not want biofreeze. <laughs> In the lower area, it you, woke me up did you for bio sure. Freeze your nuts, dude. Yeah, man, I'm literally freezing my nuts off, dude. It's. it's <laughs> <laughs> with that said, let's move move forward, man. What's what's up with you? I I also played ball, and dude, you're you rookie mistake, dude. Anybody past thirty, you don't you don't go from straight resting your body to playing three hours of ball, man. That's Amen. why you need to use biofreeze all over your body, dude. Amen. The straight Kobe treatment, twenty four seven treatment, just yeah. to get into game game ready mode. Biofreeze is the truth, and uh, hey, man. I mean, you know, I gotta make it count. You know, my days on the court are are, are numbered, so I got I gotta get in my runs. But uh, real talk, though, uh, for people who are playing ball after 30, foam rollers are legit. <laughs> foam oh, yeah. rollers really do help a lot. I foam roll right after I play ball now. It stretches everything out. It does It does reduce, like, aches and pains and also reduces injuries for the next time you play ball. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I was kind of on the shelf, too, for the past couple of weeks, too. I was just feeling a lot of lower back pain. So I got myself out there again and felt good to play ball. 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up Biofreeze, but I'll 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 be more selective where I, where I put it. So yeah. I'll use leave it at caution. that. How about that? Yeah, man. Use with caution. Maybe, maybe use I don't know. Put some gloves on, or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and let's move forward. What's up? All right, let's let's get into Bay vs. LA. <laughs> How about this week we start with something that's not really Bay or LA. And let's talk Zion Williamson. Let's talk Zion Williamson. Um, the chosen one. What is there to mention about Zion? Well, last time we talked about Zion a couple episodes ago, he just got injured. And, you know, his sh- the whole shoegate thing exploding. And I was talking about how Zion should consider not playing. I even said that he shouldn't play because of the whole NCAA taking advantage of college athletes and not paying them. And it's just kind of a big, I don't know, it's a big sham is pretty much how... how these uh, colleges and the, the NCAAs profiting billions off these amateur athletes and not paying them anything for using their image and using their talent, essentially. But a lot has happened since then, to say the least. Zion came back from his injury and he balled out, dude. He balled out. He was like, was the ACC tournament player. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then the, obviously the tournament began. Yeah. And for those that don't know, Duke just lost what by a point against michigan state yeah yeah, yeah. magic johnson yeah. was at that game he was all like hyped up when michigan state won because they won by one point Man. um but Dream zion showed was, out yeah Draymond was hella happy too because we have a duke player quinn cook on our on the warrior squad so he was like he was on ig live posting the reaction oh, in terms of what what that was so they got eliminated so i, I bet that busted a bunch of brackets dude because everybody was high on duke. I, it busted my bracket dude i had duke winning <laughs> so I, I was watching it with a with an invest uh vested interest i was rooting for duke just because i wanted my bracket not to get busted hey you know what though it's just like you know with these one and dones in the the tournament I mean, anything can happen. I guess that's why it really makes these, you know, these these brackets really interesting. Because you know, a, a team has a bad bad game, and it, it could be game over. Um, I haven't really been keeping close mm-hmm. tabs because I'm not, you know, playing with a bracket this year. But it seemed like all of the Duke uh, end scores were cl- relatively close games, and you know what I mean. Like most of the teams are about a shot yeah. or a point away or two points or whatever. So it was bound to happen as as far as I was concerned. They really weren't dominating. Yeah, you're right. They weren't dominating. It's all really it was all all the games were really competitive. Zion played really well in those games. I watched some highlights and I I watched a little bit of today's game too. And Zion, I mean, it's college college basketball, it's really hard to assess uh NBA talent necessarily because you look at the box score and he obviously had a double double. It was like 21 and 24 and 14 or something like that, which is obviously really good stat line. Uh, but in the NBA, you know, the floor is more spread out. You can do more with the ball. So players like Zion, he would he would be afforded the opportunity to really showcase his talent even more versus like in college, like they're holding the ball for 35 seconds. It's really slow. It, it's a different game. It's a different game. And, you know, someone with his athletic tools can really, you know, definitely showcase them in the NBA game. But I don't know. I mean, he does have a lot to work on his game. And the athletes on the next level are going to be different. I mean, if you, if LeBron is checking you or Kawhi Leonard or whatever, I'm sure it's going to be a little bit more of a different of the game. But he's really talented. He has all the physical tools. Seems like he's a good guy and he's willing to put in the work too. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree. Will we see him in the purple Dude, and gold? let's do it. Even though the Lakers <laughs> won, <laughs> they beat the, uh, not the Hornets, the Pelicans today without, you know, everyone's everyone's trying to tank right now. Like, well, we'll get into uh, LeBron being shut down later. That's, that's one of the LA 
LA quick hits, but I will say this. I was ta- I was chopping up with some uh, of my friends playing ball, and they were talking about Zion Williamson. And obviously, his athleticism is off the charts. One could say, I mean, he's very LeBron-esque, to be honest, looking at how he plays and just the pure physical dominance he plays with. But a lot of my friends yeah. were saying, like, once he gets to the NBA, number one, it's, it's a man's game. So he's going to be playing yeah. against other grown men with similar strength, similar size, and similar athleticism. Maybe not to the degree yeah. of him, but they were saying they kind of yeah. reminded, he kind of reminded them of Derrick Rose, just the impact of the style of play he has that at some point, yeah. I don't know if his body can handle it, especially at his weight right now. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah. You know who he reminds me of, and this was discussed at the gym as well, is uh, I think people compare him to Larry Johnson, mm. the Charlotte Hornets from way back in the day. Remember yeah, LJ, dude. Grandmama? Kind of like a similar physical freak. Uh, I think Zion's a little bit more athletic. Yeah. But Larry Johnson, uh, eventually, he kind of broke down too. He had some big major back yeah. issues and he had to transition his game. But in terms of like a physical profile, you know, these big legs, really husky yeah. You know, athletic guys, which my heart falls for. These guys are. You know, are, you, are you saying you're a tweener? <laughs> the, the husky boys are are, are are my boys, right? Yeah, he he reminds him. Uh, uh, he, he reminds me of him. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how. I mean, like I heard someone say this: like all of these athletes only have a number, uh, a, a finite number of jumps in them. Look at yeah. Blake Griffin, right? He's kind of transitioned his game yeah. as well. So the bo- <laughs> father time and the, you know, and, and, and the body is undefeated. And, you know, this is definitely something we can discuss in future pods because I think it's one of the more fascinating ideas of just aging and how that kind of deteriorates your game and you have to evolve as a player. So we'll see what happens yeah. with him. But for now, he's hella young, so... Yeah, he, he's... It's like w- with youth, right? You're just kind of reckless. You don't understand the the consequences of... I mean, we know this. Yeah. When you're 20 versus 30, you're, when you're 20 years old, you're just reckless, man. You're going straight into the... You're diving into the lane. You're diving after loose balls and stuff like that. You're not thinking about yeah. injuries. And Zion, he's at yeah. that point. And he shouldn't be worried about that right now. He should just yeah. ball out. That's yeah. all he cares about, and that's all he should care about. Ballers yeah. ball. Dude, ki- yeah. what didn't he say? Killers kill? <laughs> yeah, I think. Now, that's a yeah. good quote. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with Zion. Uh, the draft will be really interesting once the tournament ends, and we'll see how who who's going to win the lottery, essentially. Um, let's let's hope the... Let's cross our fingers. You're going to cross the fingers for the Lakers to win the lottery, right? You're going to do that with me? You're going <laughs> to... No. I'm going to put Biofreeze in the most sensitive areas of the Lakers just so that they literally just go ice cold. So, yeah. Next. All right. Speaking of next, what do you got for us for the Bay topic? Dude, I was furious over the weekend just because the Warriors were robbed, man. They were straight up robbed. They were on a, on a really short road trip and they were playing in Minnesota. And I bet a lot of the, the folks listening may probably have heard about what happened at Falgate at Minnesota. Because the Warriors were straight robbed. Highway robbery. Call the cops, <laughs> 911, whatever you want to call it robbed just to kind of give a little bit of sort of a a background on what had happened it was a road game warriors were full squad and they were playing well against minnesota which was speaking of derrick rose uh, who was shut down i I think for the season already uh, due to an injury uh not a full squad from uh, the minnesota point of view and they were up good they were playing well and they they had a sizable lead against the timberwolves uh playing in minnesota and after uh, halftime, everything went and shit hit the fan. 
and the Warriors squandered um, a double-digit lead, almost a 20-point lead. And at this point in the season, you know, it's very... I mean, there's there's a close race. Denver and the Warriors are, you know, toe to toe essentially for the number one the number one spot. So they made a run. Instead of shutting it down, the Warriors made a furious comeback to force it into OT. After squandering their their double digit lead, I think Denver went up double digits mm-hmm. as well, and then the Warriors warriored basically, and they just started bombing threes and just gone on into um, a really solid run. Um, enough to force the game into OT, and this is where all hell breaks loose. Um, it was, you know, lead changes and whatnot. Minnesota, all due respect and credit, they were competing. So I gave them props for, you know, giving the Warriors a challenge. But when shit hit the fan, the the Nuggets were up three really late, nuggets, less than nuggets, two minutes dude. since... Uh, not the Nuggets, sorry. The sorry, I'm thinking about the Nuggets because they're they're toe to toe as well in the the bigger scheme of things. But the the Wolves were um were were up by three, and then um you know the Warriors were trying to come back, and KD went up for a shot, and he drilled a three, uh, which was waved off by by the refs. Uh, basically, right when it happened, I thought it was an end one four point play. Warriors would be up by one, waved off by the refs, saying that it was a non-shooting foul. Warriors had to essentially put it out out of bounds. And then they had another shot to, you know, uh, tie up the game with three down. And then after that play, inbounds play, Steph gets a look from, uh, I guess, a baseline, fading away three, hits a shot, big shot, tie game, right? So what happens is everybody's psyched, right? Because it's such a really competitive game. Uh, Steph and Andre Iguodala start goading on the refs, man. You'll probably see this on the highlights, but they're just kind of like pointing to them. And just uh, the message that I got from that was um, they were just saying, hey, man, you guys are trying to rob us. We're going to make it hard for you guys. We're going to make it hard for you. So it was a tie game with like, you know, really, you know, not a lot of time left. There's foul game playing, whatever. So with 0.5 seconds left in a foul uh, in a tie game, uh, Minnesota has the inbounds and they go up to do like a lob pass uh, for the big cat. And then Katie gets called for a touch foul, dude, uh, with 0.5 mm-hmm. seconds left. Unbelievable. And then cat hits a free throw. They're up by one game mm-hmm. over. And the Warriors are furious, man. They were robbed. Freaking the refs are just taking control of the game. It was horrendous, man. I was just, Did, I was furious. I saw Steph so. when he, when that, they made that call, he actually wanted to walk off the court, right? I saw he made his way to the tunnel. Yet he came back, though. Dude, yeah. I mean, it's just like, how many times are you going to try to steal the game away from us? And it's just, it was, it was a ridiculous sequence of events. And. I call, I call foul, man. This is just ridiculous. All right, that's the take here up in the bay, man. We were robbed. This is, uh, you're not gonna like this, dude. You're not gonna like this. You're gonna call me a hater, but you're biased. I just want to tell you, you're biased. You, you have your, you have your, <laughs> you have your Warriors goggles on. Uh, I watched the play. I watched at least the final, final twenty seconds or whatever. Right, Katie. Yes, I, I think they should have called the, the continuation. I know the NBA, they're calling it differently this year. Uh, they don't want to call these continuation shots when they're fouled on the floor. But watching the replay, the guy that was guarding KD, he ran up to KD and he put his hands on him. 
and then Katie went to the shot. You could argue, I don't know, it's 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 hard to tell. Even when you slow it down, he touched him and then he he gathered and he went up all in kind of like one motion. But a lot of times yeah. they're not calling that anymore though. Like really they're not calling that anymore. But I can see that's I can see that being a foul. That that being a foul and them not calling the uh the four-point play. Yeah. Uh how many championships does KD have? I think he got two. How many NBA Finals MVPs that KD have? He has two. I, I also. <laughs> Where's the love, man? Where's the respect, man? James Harden gets called for all of these stupid fouls and and ones, and it's far less obvious. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's ridiculous. I get it. I think it's it's. It was a bang bang play, and I get it. Refs are people; they can miss calls. But like, try your best to be consistent. You know what I mean? Why does it have to be different from player to player? I I, I bet you Braun gets so many of these superstar calls, and that's it. I mean, if you've kind of earned your place in the pantheon of NBA superstars, I mean, you kind of you kind of warrant that on offense and on defense. And I think what was really frustrating about this was if the refs actually made the right call for that four-point play, none of these other stories would have been um, happening, right? You know, not that touch foul, not that pointing thing by Steph. I understand it's not like a, you know, it's not a good look for us. But, I mean, we're, you know, we play ball. In the heat of the moment, if you really make a hot shot, man, you you feel good, right? And you really, you know, you really want to stick it. But that's what I'm saying. It's just like... Um, the consistency is not there. I do think that you know. I mean, I see where you're where you're coming from, but it's just I don't know, man. There's no respect. I want to man. make this no point. love. Who's the MVP? I want to make this point. I, I yeah. see what you're saying, especially comparing uh, Durant to Harden. Harden does get a lot of calls, and it drives me nuts too watching Harden play. Amount of touch fouls that he gets, especially these these three pointers. How how easily they call fouls on three pointers. But aside from that, the the Warriors mocking the refs. And I wanna I wanna make this point. We've all played in a league before with refs, and it's not the yeah. same as the NBA. Yeah. But one thing is for sure is playing in a league. When was the last time when you go hard at the refs that it works in your favor? Like really, think about it. Has it ever worked yeah. in your favor when you go hard at the yeah. refs? No, they're not gonna. At the end of the day, they're still gonna need to do a job. But when it comes to a 50-50 call, yeah. they're not gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. They're human, dude. If you're mocking them, you're straight up mocking them. They're not going to give you the benefit of the doubt, especially on those 50-50 calls. Yeah. Hey, I mean, the whole mocking thing is up for... for uh, it's really subjective. We don't really know what happened. We're all just trying to figure out, put in, read between the lines of what happened. Obviously, it wasn't a good look. Uh, Steph really doesn't have any... Or even Andre, for that matter, doesn't really have a rep to... Unlike Draymond, I mean, for Durant, example. Durant to really rides be the market pretty hard, dude. Yeah, I mean... I think that's a lot of players. Yeah, no, for I mean, sure. Look at LeBron sure. and yeah, LeBron you know what I mean? So again, there's a lot to uncover with this, and it's just really interesting to see um, how everything kind of developed. And I mean, it was a perfect storm. And in the bigger context of things, I mean, it, it might mean a lot. And that's why I think, uh, you know, in any earlier in the season or whatever, I would probably be less concerned about this. But you know, there's a lot at stake right now. Denver's, you know, up up through our necks, basically. Uh, trying to get the number one seed, and there's just a lot of stake uh, with this. I think the biggest beef that I have is why not any replay? I just felt like the whole time that all of these were were happening, I don't think they really did their due diligence. If you know, and the tools that they have, I, I know there are rules with regards to the replay. So 
I don't know. Everything was just kind of bang, bang, and it was just a perfect storm. I also wanted to say this. Um, I like think what, I am on the, in the opinion that Katie fouled Carl Anthony Towns the, in the 0.5 seconds. Mm-hmm. If you, I watched the replay like in slow motion. <laughs> he held mm-hmm. Carl Anthony Towns. He did. He held him. He did. I know talk, talk, when we were talking about this, when we were texting each other and stuff, because it was a controversial yeah. thing and I just had to hit you up. I know you yeah. were talking about like at the end, he kind of... It was very. He kind of touched him a little bit, very lightly. But he was yeah. holding him, holding him yeah. a little bit before, at before they they passed the ball in because Cat already yeah. made a cut, and it was 0.5 seconds. Yeah. He was going to the rim, and Katie lost his man. He needed to stay in front of him. Yeah. So I'm yeah, on yeah. the belief that that should have been called. It. it I, I see what you're saying yeah. though. It's because the leading up to it, it's kind of you feel salty yeah. about it because you're like, damn, the Katie thing that was a four point play should have been a three. We don't know yeah, if Katie yeah. would have made the free throw, but he's a 90% free, free throw shooter or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. We'll take our yeah. chances, right? But you guys still yeah. tied the game, and you guys could have played good defense and not got lost yeah. on, that tr- on, on that motion towards the basket. Yeah, but I mean, with the spirit of the game, dude, like, no one was... Re- I mean, Cat wasn't really going to make... Like, the, the, the pass was kind of off. Basketball is a physical game. Obviously... We're, we're looking... I mean, obviously, it's a bang-bang situation. And I guess if they did do their due diligence with the replay at that point in time, I might feel a little bit better about that. But they didn't. Um, they just kind of ran away with it. And additionally, um, basketball is a physical sport. I mean, if you're in the post and it's just there, like, there is going to be a little bit of shoving. There's going to be a little bit of hand-checking. KD didn't really extend his arms. Again, it's it's sports, right? And that's yeah. the beauty of sports. It's it's very subjective, and a lot of the amazing things that these athletes are doing, they're doing at breakneck speeds, and just you know, and it's it's really hard. I think what's really frustrating is the refs, in many ways, just took the game away from the mm-hmm. players. And at the end of the day, the players are the ones that we're paying the good money to see play. We're not out there for the refs, especially at the stakes of uh, uh, of this level and and the way that it kind of escalated. I wish they did their due diligence and they just made the right call. Sometimes you just let it go, man, and just in the spirit of the game. And one thing that I kind of at least kind of want to wrap up my thoughts with regards to this is having seen what happened to Yusuf Nurkic earlier in the mm-hmm. week where Portland was competing I think it was with New Orleans. I mean, it doesn't even really matter. And they were playing a really intense game for second OT, yeah. right? Uh, I do think that it is, you know, a, a, a variable that adds to uh, being more prone to injury, right? So in many ways, yes, we took the L, whatever. We'll try to move on. We actually went crazy and and dominated Charlotte uh, with the next game, almost winning by 50 points. It's not a bad thing that the Warriors are pissed off and a little bit extra motivated. It's, it's us against everybody. Having an enemy like that is really going to sort of uh, galvanize everybody to, to play better. And again, the injury. Like at the end of the day, um, if guys come out of a game uh, pretty much uh scratch free you know if they played second ot that's another five minutes it's a high risk thing you never really know what could happen in those five minutes so i'll take it i'll take that that big l for now i think it shouldn't should not have been an l but i'm happy that no one really got hurt and then the the warriors are are fired up and ready to go so let's hit the postseason and let's just freaking not even make it any games so that these refs can't rob (laughs) us 
straight up highway robbery, bro. Are you coming up with an excuse, dude? <laughs> if you don't win the championship. <laughs> but I, I, would, I do want to say to the Nurkic injury that was brutal to watch. Uh, I saw the replay, and man, prayers, prayers up for Nurkic. Um, I hope he comes back, and that really is a big blow for the Trailblazers. In in some ways, if they don't finish the season strong that actually might be a first round matchup the clippers are rising and you know portland with a with a major injury you guys might have a first round matchup with uh damian lillard and cj mccollum so that's that's no easy task even without nurkic yeah Uh, damian lillard is a killer you never want to see a player go down for sure yeah so yeah um i want to respond to your last thing about the warriors i i do think it could galvanize the team um it's kind of like us against the world you kind of need that on a, especially now yeah. in the stretch run of the season and you need to stay motivated, right? So if anything, anything yeah. can help. If it's the refs, like the refs are out for us. We, so we got to be locked in because the refs aren't going to help us. Yeah. So if, if the refs yeah. aren't going to help us, we got to help ourselves. That's the only way yeah. that this can turn into a positive versus letting refs be a scapegoat and then you're not really concentrating like Katie didn't on the last play <laughs> um, of that game. Yeah. So we'll see. Again, we keep saying that every week. But something else comes up with the Warriors squandering a twenty-point lead against Minnesota, yeah. and they're they're not yeah, even yeah, a team yeah. in the playoff yeah. hunt, dude. So, yeah, I know it'll be interesting. I know. I know they're talented though, but yeah, I for mean, sure. on any given day, man, yeah. all these teams are talented. You know, even let's say the Hawks, man, Trey Young is killing it right now. So you never know. Yeah. You got to bring yeah. your game, especially the yeah. Warriors. We'll see how they finish out. You can't make any excuses, man. Even if the refs quote unquote yeah. rob you. You still gotta win these games. Yeah. You got the we, talent to win. We, we need we need a new enemy because public enemy number one here in the Bay Area is he's hitting the pine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's get into uh, my LA topic. Yeah, LeBron is being shut down for the season. Surprise, surprise! Another uh, another load management oh, man. i don't even know yeah it, it, essentially it is load management the the lakers surprisingly shut lebron down it kind of came out of nowhere because he played the game before and the lakers won and i thought at this point the lakers were just going to rest lebron every other game or on back-to-backs and just have him play out the season and he actually yeah. has been looking pretty good he hasn't been looking like the groin has been bothering him but i apparently they consulted with the doctors and Magic and Rob came out with a statement just saying that they're going to shut him down the remainder of the season to maintain his health, to look forward to the next season, because to allow his groin to fully heal. And I had actually read a quote from um, like a trainer of his uh, that said that LeBron, that injury of his, his groin injury, normally would be a season-ending injury, but they worked really hard for him to come back this season. So kudos to him if that is indeed true and i don't see any reason that why that, that wouldn't be true that he really worked his ass off to get back to on the court to play for the lakers and mm-hmm. if anything I, we talked about this last week the whole load management load management thing it's really refreshing to hear that players work their way from tough injuries to come back to play even when let's say the season there's no point in it lebron still came out and he played a couple games even though he got shut down now and, you know, just for fans, you want to you wanna see your favorite player out there. Uh, like, you know, your last game when you went and Steph Curry had a load management day. Load management day. That freaking sucked, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, it sucks that LeBron is shut down. But at this point, there's no reason for him to play. No reason for him to risk his health. Plus, the Lakers should be tanking for Zion Williamson or RJ Barrett or whoever else is a top three pick. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only thing we can hope for at this point. Tank. 
LeBron rest up, give, give start shooting uh, the movie, <laughs> start shooting Space Jam 2, get yeah, it over with. Space Jam and then 2. Start training. Music to my ears. <laughs> I don't know. Start start getting that X-Men Wolverine sort of whatever treatment that he gets. Dude, he spends like a million dollars on his body every year, man. I, I think over a million. Hey, man. There's, it's worth the investment. He, yeah, that Wolverine. Hey, hey, I mean, it shows in his, in his longevity. I mean, LeBron, you know, really invests a lot of time in into his body so props to him for for getting better and uh or staying relevant for for this long and getting that wolverine whatever blood transfusion <laughs> just to make sure he gets stays you really help him out this he may need wolverine in his squad next year just be able to 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 stay competitive hey, you, you, why don't we just why don't, uh, in your example wolverine can just be kd right he can just come over here ah yeah uh <laughs> no kd wants to play with his best friend uh Kyrie. <laughs> Although I've yeah I've heard that uh, uh, New York is not uh, not really one of the more favorable places for Kyrie. It seems like Brooklyn's in his crosshairs. But going back to LeBron, I guess the big question is, you know, and it harkens back to the frustration that I had when Steph didn't play that one game that I went. What happens to like? you know, all the ticket sales, uh, I'm sure there were a lot of Lakers fans earlier in the season that were expecting, you know, the Lakers to make a playoff run, which is pretty much right now, right? So all of these ticket prices that probably were hiked up uh, for dynamic pricing before, seems like, you know, with LeBron not being part of the picture, I don't think people are really trying to watch Josh Hart or JaVale to play. So what happens? Does you know, is the aftermarket of the tickets flooded? Like, what is is Staples just going to be a ghost town now? Just because you know all the LeBron LeBron supporters are are are, are not are not going to be happy? What's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be bad now. No one's pining their way to go Laker game to watch Alex Caruso play. Uh, and who the hell is <laughs> Dude, Alex Caruso? De- sounds like a, a quarterback. <laughs> he's yeah, no, he actually was a he actually was a really good G League player, and he is a I mean he is a G good G League player, and he's been called up for the Lakers mm-hmm. once in a while to like fill up a spot because there's an injury. I mean, this has been yeah. a disaster of a season in terms of the product on the court. LeBron being out now, yeah. Brandon Ingram out for the season, Lonzo out for the season, Kuzma didn't even play this last game, even though the Lakers won on the road. But at this point, it's like the Warriors. If none of the top guys are gonna play. Let's just say three out of the four, like even all four. Actually, our the whole team is injured now. Besides Kuzma, are you gonna? Mm. Is there incentive to go play? Yes, the aftermarket of uh, the ticket sales, the tickets, it's gonna be flooded, mm. and people are gonna be scalping those tickets for nothing now. You go in front of Staples, you can buy those tickets on the cheap for sure. Kind of sucks. I was actually hoping to catch another game, but at this point, um, yeah, I might go just to experience it. And I do actually keep. Yeah. I'm a, I'm more of a hardcore fan where I do like watching even the yeah. the guys that get called up. Alex Caruso triple Dude, double. Mo Wagner, man, <laughs> player development right now. It's all about player development. Mo you know the other side of uh of when your team stinks. The word is player development. Yeah. <laughs> the team is in player development. Amen. So look to the future because your team sucks ass. Hey man, you're 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 talking to a beleaguered Warriors fan, man. I was I was so hyped with Epe Udo <laughs> would get like 32 minutes, man. Dude, was getting Dude, Anthony Ra- was saying. it Anthony Randolph? He was a beast, man. Oh, Anthony Randolph yeah. was a beast, man. We had the Twin Towers with Patrick O'Brien and Anthony <laughs> Randolph. Like we had. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Talking about player development, 
there was no development that happened there. They had all the tools, but they just did put together. And, you know, and at that point in time, we didn't have any LeBron to save us or try to recruit or tamper for our squad. So I don't even know why I was watching those games. I was hella excited when, like, Anthony Randolph would, like, dunk on Yao Ming. I was like, holy crap, man. This, he is it. Yeah, this dude. is it. It's happening, guys. Nope. Didn't happen. <laughs> You know, uh, I want to say, talking about this stuff actually really excites me because it kind of brings out the true fan. And those years are tough, for sure. Yeah. But why, yeah. just getting excited about those little things, even though they, they don't end up yeah. panning out. But getting that giddy about Anthony Randolph, or now, for example, watching Mo Wagner or Alice Caruso, even though you know that the talent truly is not there for them to be a superstar, but just hanging on to that thread of hope and really rooting for these these underdogs to kind of showcase their talent there's a beauty in that man yeah i mean i mean honestly it's just you know if you really are a legit fan you just you you kind of hang on to what you what you can right even with the lost season you're just trying to see you know what's next looking forward and just going through that 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 you know that that process of being able to 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 grieve and just find hope for that it is interesting to see how the Lakers can develop. I mean, I, I, again, I guess the biggest thing was this whole um, dissonance with LeBron's timeline and, and everybody else. I do think the Lakers have talent. But again, it's not like a fantasy squad that you just put everybody together. You really got to build team chemistry, um, at least from the Warriors standpoint, which I can talk about. It, you know what I mean? Like it took years for them to actually kind of grow together and develop. You know, a lot of our our talent that was drafted, not tampered, not recruited. Raymond Steph. <laughs> Damn, why why are you throwing played. shade at LeBron, dude? Uh, Stop know, it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, you know, I'm just kind of happy that uh, uh, we're not going to see him. Just because, all due respect to the man, he he gave me a few, a bunch of heart attacks, and I'll take, I'll I'll hang on to whatever I can get, especially after being robbed at gunpoint. <laughs> by referees so yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see what kind of talent um you know the lakers can kind of can can come up with at the draft with this whole tanking thing that they're doing honestly i think that's what it is it's not even a load management thing they're tanking they really are that's what the knicks are doing and that's what all you know all these other lottery bound teams are doing now i mean obviously there's a negative connotation with tanking but in many ways it's a strategic move so you really want to you know Put yourself in a position to succeed in the future. So I'm not mad at it. Uh, I think that you know, if 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 you if you strike a delicate balance to make it work out, I think it could be really, really uh, a business savvy move. And I think that's what they're trying to yeah. do with all the hell that's been happening in LA. So I just hope that I just hope that eventually they kind of go about their business uh, uh, at least in a better way. I think this whole LeBron tampering, clutch sports, all of this stuff has just really put a bad taste. Uh, in a lot of people's mouths so i hopefully you know i mean getting rid of luke at the end of the season I mean, it's just, just a lot of stuff that's going on yeah there. so maybe next year lonzo and uh brandon ingram can can kind of learn how to play with LeBron. Yeah, i was gonna say the point that you made about how the warriors were built and how you guys really developed mm -hmm. the the players that you guys drafted steph curry clay thompson draymond green it takes a lot of patience as a fan and as an organization, you have to kind of stay true to that. You have to evaluate the talent and really let it develop and really put trust in the coaches or empower the coaches or hire a staff 
that can develop talent for you. Mm-hmm. And Warriors are the perfect example of that. Even though they did bring on KD and you guys did win the championship, but before then, the work had been done. And yeah. it helped build the culture, build the talent, build the system because it developed the talent to bring in someone like KD who would want a superstar to want to join a team like that. And that's what the Lakers need to yeah. do. They need. It's easy to be like, hey, let's just trade all this talent that we have for some superstar. That's the easy way out. Or you could... It's tough because LeBron has a shorter timeline right now. He's older now. So there's a there's a feeling of if it's not now, then when? So if we can trade this talent that we acquired um, through the draft because we had really shit seasons like the Warriors did before. That's how yeah. they cut those picks and how they came through with those picks. That's kudos to them. But yeah. with the Lakers, now the time is for them to develop the talent correctly and surround LeBron and a coaching a coaching staff that can bring out the talent to really put it all on the floor. It's not an easy fix. There's no easy fixes in life. You know this, JC. It's not just like yeah. one day you'll be a millionaire, right? There's no quick fixes. There's no quick cash outs. Uh, hard work. And building a business is hard work. Starting a podcast is hard work. It's not like we just come in and we just like, oh, we just talk into the mic. We have to think this stuff through. It's only the the teams that make it look easy that you feel like it's easy. But all the all the hard work is already done. Yeah. Yeah, so um, as long as the Lakers are aware that this is the way that it should be and they, they, they put in the work to, to get better, um, maybe good times are going to be um, up down the road, but hopefully not anytime soon. Maybe a couple more <laughs> You know, years. I want to we'll say see. this. Uh, I mean, I'm, I was really heartbroken once we got eliminated from the playoffs, and it, it was a long time coming. The Lakers weren't playing well, but I was want, I was. Dying for a first round matchup with the Warriors, not just because we could talk about in the pod and we could go back and forth, but I just wanted to, that small chance of you being heartbroken in the first round, the epic upset. That'd be great, but nah, nah, never was in the cards for the Lakers. Yeah, maybe next time <laughs> we'll see what happens. So you know, get that Wolverine uh, transfusion, Ron. So all, all I can root for is for maybe Katie get, to combust me- <laughs> and Jamie on Katie combust. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I'm really not that much of a hater. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Even though. Yeah, yeah. Same here. I'm actually not really that much of a hater. I mean, I do. I do like seeing you happy. Uh, but not at your expense, most of the right? Time. <laughs> not at my expense, for sure. I mean, it's just, let's keep it real, man. I've had many uh, crying nights. I was know, there for you then, before, dude. So. When I was on my height, though, that was when we were winning. I, I was still there for you, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Twin Towers, <laughs> Anthony Randolph. I was watching Pat- those games Patrick with O'Brien. you, man. I actually was hyped up about Anthony yeah. Randolph, too. That's why I mentioned him. <laughs> hey, man, he was, he was Zion before Zion. <laughs> Let's you not get ahead mean? of ourselves. He when, when he dunked over Yao Ming, it was like Zion over Taco Fall. I was just like, oh my, oh man, this is it. It's happening, Jack, Jack, Jack. It's happening, Jack. It's happening. Not, not. I was with you on that hype train. I was like, I have him on my fantasy team, dude. He's putting up numbers, bro. <laughs> I think that's the thing is Anthony Randolph never didn't seem like he was putting in a lot of work. And Patrick O'Brien for sure did. <laughs> Not seem like he was putting a lot of work. So it is what it is. I wish them the best. I think Anthony Randolph's dominating in like Spain or something like that, which is good for him. I mean, I wish them the best and thanks for the memories. Yeah, dude. Tony, the Twin Towers. You got to hold on to something. But with that said, 
I think we can put a close to this episode. It's been very spirited. I still don't think the Warriors really got robbed. I'll just, <laughs> I just wanna, I just wanna say that. I just wanna Highway go salt robbery, on the wound before we end. I like having the last word. I'm just kidding. You can have the last word. You can close it out. How about that? <laughs> uh, shout out to Biofreeze. That was Highway Robbery. We'll catch you guys on the next pod. Um, and Jack, just do yeah, your, I'll do my your thing. little so, uh, social media <laughs> email thing. Email us on ballverselife at gmail.com. Follow us on IG, ballverselifeofficial. And Biofreeze is not a sponsor of ours, just to let you guys know. But hey, we're open to the sponsorship because JC uses that all over his body <laughs> to his detriment. So thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace out. Peace.